Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field. What a difference 10-12 days makes on our water supply. Most areas in our territory here are receiving anywhere from as little as 2.5 to over 5 inches. You know, we were just two weeks ago worrying about groundwater levels because the tiles had quit running in some places, a trickling in others. Now we get calls and guys are worrying about how soon they're going to be able to plant, how late is the spring going to be. And again, with these tile lines that are finally starting to run again and these trickling lines and the stream events uh, are definitely come up, we're starting to replenish some of that concern that we did have on the water supply. As I drive around the country, uh, a good sign is there's only slightly amount of ponding going on. Don't see a lot of ponding. A lot of this water did infiltrate and has put us in good shape uh, for the front end of the growing season, which definitely was a concern. Most fields right now are probably right at or getting close to capacity as far as uh, the amount of water they can take. So it'll depend on what happens here on out. A couple of things, though, we do want to touch on. So 10 days ago, you couldn't tell much difference between the fields that had winter burn down and those that don't. But boy, a big difference now. You can really see those fields that don't have any herbicide on them itself. And I would say that with fields at capacity, we're probably two weeks out uh, from doing much at all. And by then, unsprayed fields will really be ugly looking with this chickweed and henbit and purple dead nettle. Now, you guys that are in the no-till, strip-till program, you're just going to have to make it part of your burn down and make sure you take it out. I'm more concerned about the tilled fields that were chiseled last fall that are turning green and purple with the winter annuals. These are going to be a pretty good size here in two weeks or so or when we can get back in. And they're going to be a struggle to get them through a field cultivator. Most of these fields are going to need a burn down so we can get in there and do the tillage itself. Let's remember the most important job we have right now is to establish a uniform stand. And that starts with a good seed bed. Using your field cultivator as a buck rake does not create a seed bed. So how are we going to get this growth through there in those fields that are green? They're going to have to be burnt down uh, and we're going to have to uh, then uh, come back in and, and clean up after we get them knocked down itself. Now, when the decision is made as far as to do the tillage and what day, remember 80% of the compaction I have to deal with all year stems from this pass that you're about to make. So a situation we're talking about patience being a virtue here is the amount of compaction we're going to potentially put in now as we go back uh, is is going to be an issue and you guys can't lose sight of that. So again, working this ground too wet, you're going to have a layer put in. When it comes to planting, remember mudding corn in always bites you in the ear count. So it's a situation we're now talking about our strip-till guys and our no-till guys uh, out there. If we're going to be mudding corn in, it better be for insurance purposes. If we mud corn in now, we just pay for it all the way through. We just can't get the ear counts. So your patients are going to be tested, you guys that are no-till and strip-till, when it comes to pulling the trigger to make this plant itself. Remember we talk, make that planter dance. So keep it light on the downforce, no extra downforce. Don't get those row cleaners uh, too deep. You're going to be skimming residue off the surface. Leave the dry soil on top so you're not moving the dry soil away and planting in the wet soil itself. If you're determined to push planting conditions, go plant some beans. We can get away with a lot of shenanigans at planting with beans that we don't in corn itself. 
So we want to be careful as we think this whole process through. Let's not throw in the towel right out of the gate just because we get a little bit panting. we got plenty of time here. Let's do it right and make sure we get started off on a, on the, on a good sound base so we can build a, a 250-300 bushel crop right out of the gate itself. A number of people have inquired about our Corn College event. Uh, registration is now open for this event. New for 2017, this is a non-sponsored two-day event, similar to our grad school that we did in 2013. Without sponsors, the time allotted for lunch and learns and exhibit breaks is all put into the agronomic sessions. Of course, the bad news is the cost will be higher uh, than a sponsored event, but the good news is, is you'll spend more time with our agronomist in the field and in the classroom itself. Again, this is a two-day event, and it will cover both corn and soybeans, uh, and it's on July 25th and 26th, and the first day will be dedicated to corn, and we're going to spend time working on water management, and in that water management session, we're going to be talking about drainage, we're going to talk about tile spacing and depth and width, width of tile, and we'll talk about can you over-tile field, something that we didn't think was possible maybe five years ago that we would uh, think different now. We're going to spend some time on irrigation. How do we keep from under or over irrigating a field out there and, and causing damage as much less trying to increase the yield? We're going to talk about how your management practices can be robbing you of your water supply. So we'll be an infield session and we'll be looking at some issues out there as far as water management goes and you're going to be able to identify what the cause is and how much it's costing us in the field itself. We're also going to spend some time on systems management. And what we talk about there is, is a lot of successful growers have figured out how to merge systems together. Instead of being, let's say, a no-tiller or conventional till, it's a blend of systems out there. So we might be doing some strip till, some no-till, some vertical till from that format. And as we put these systems together, we're able to, if done correctly, reduce the cost of equipment and actually reduce our cost of production. And that's kind of where we're at, but at the same time improve yield. But in the past, as I work with customers, when we have a train wreck, it's when we move from one system we know to a system that we don't. So we're going to focus on that, and we're actually going to show you train wrecks. You're going to go out to the field and do diagnostic work to figure out what caused the train wreck. And we're going to kind of walk you back through that. How do we merge systems together to be more efficient with less equipment and get higher yields and make these systems blend together itself? We'll spend some time on allocating resources to maintain yield, and that's going to these high cash rent, unsure leases. How low can we go with fertility, and how do we manage fertility on these farms we're not sure we're going to be farming next year? And how low can we go before we affect yield and soil health in that scenario itself? We'll also do the reverse. If you happen to be the lucky participant who cash rented a farm that has been uh, deteriorated in fertility what's the fastest way to bring it back without losing your shirt so again trying to maintain that itself fred will be here talking about operating sprayers on the road and some of the issues that we have there the second day will be dedicated to soybeans and a lot of times when we're out there farming with soybeans it kind of seems like we're pushing a rope meaning that the practices that we apply on corn don't seem to give us the same type of results on soybeans. You can be a high-end corn manager and 
not get the same success in the soybean side itself. So we're going to spend some time in discussing soybean growth and development and why that is. Why beans respond to environment sometimes more than management itself. And we're going to talk about why the, res- the environment matters. So we're going to look at things um, in the soybean itself as far as your timing and placement. What are the management practices you can do to change out there? We're going to talk about things like managing stress. You know, we say what doesn't kill them makes them stronger. And for soybean, in a lot of cases, that's the case itself. And we're talking about planting dates. How early can we push planting dates? And you'll be able to look at things in the field. What difference does that make? Row spacings, populations, and how does that fit in? And where's that sweet spot in itself? And we're going to spend some time on plant health. We say, does your do your beans need a, a health care program? You know, knowing your diseases and how you manage around those diseases itself. So it's going to be two packed full days. We're going to finish up that second day with a box, boxed lunch and a luncheon um, question Q&A. So we're going to open it up for all the questions that you're bringing. And our commitment to you is on that second day as we finish out the day, we're going to stay in Q&A until the last question is answered. So if you're brave enough to bring your questions and ask them, we're going to get an answer for you, or at least going to relay what kind of information that we know about the topics you have questions on itself. So we're again, the, it's geared to spend more time in the sessions, more time in Q&A, more time in the field itself. Now these are a, a mixture of classroom sessions and in-field sessions that we'll be doing. And all of our classroom sessions are air-conditioned. Of course, then we'll be outside in field conditions. So if you're coming, make sure you dress appropriately to be inside and outside. Again, that's July 25th and 6th here at Hayworth at the Crop Tech facility. We'll be doing the Farm Journal Corn and Bean College event itself. Registration is now open. So you can go to croptechinc.com. So that's croptechinc.com. And come onto our webpage, and there'll be a tab there where you can register for the event itself. Again, we uh, excited to pack these two days full of information for you to send you home with a, with a lot of good information you can use on your farm in these tighter times. We can do a lot of things in high markets and survive it with these times. If we want to survive and continue to thrive in this market, efficiency is where it's all at. That's what this two days is going to be focused on, ROI. So again, July 25th, 26th here at CropTech. Go to croptechinc.com and get yourself registered, and we'll be waiting for you when you get here.